This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me again today is Andy Johani. He works for the Diocese of Columbus as the Senior Director for Real Estate. Welcome again, Andy. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, Let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, um, we know that you guide our day um, and our work and our careers, and we ask, O Lord, that your blessing be upon us, but help us always to recognize, um, above all things, that we serve you um, and that our day is for you, our work is for you, and, and our lives and careers are for you. We ask this all through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, um, Andy, I wanted to talk to you about your career. Um, mm-hmm. So you went to Princeton. Uh, what was your major? Uh, civil engineering. Okay. And what did you um, do career-wise after your days in Princeton? Yeah, thanks. So that was 32 years ago, 30, I guess 34 years ago now. Um, so when I was at Princeton, I... Uh, Worked a couple of summers for uh, Turner Construction here in town. And uh, when I got out of Princeton, I had three job offers. One was to stay in Princeton, and two sent me back to Columbus, Ohio. So I figured I, I, if I'm going to be anywhere, I might as well be near family. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I took the job with Turner Construction, and I worked there for 13 years. Um, that's a really, I, I was really gifted with uh, really great people to work with. Um, and I, uh, they made sure I had really great opportunities. It was a, it was a wonderful career start. And uh, in 2001, I went to work for um, a local real estate developer, and I wanted to learn the development game. And I spent the next 20 years working there. And then uh, I guess a year and about a year and a half ago, I was approached by uh, Matt Schlater, who is the COO of the diocese, um, working with Bishop Brennan to discuss whether or not the, uh, this real estate director of real estate role was the right role for me. Awesome. So all along the route, how did you um, incorporate your faith into your career? That's a great question, because, you know, even now that I'm now working for the church, um, I'm still thinking about how I could have done that differently or done it better. Um, It's so easy now to integrate my faith into my life. You know, working here, I feel like I get to be all of me. And I didn't realize I was kind of not all of me when I was working with, you know, uh, in, in the industry. So uh, the company I was working with is, is run by a really good Christian man. He's not Catholic, um, but he's a really good Christian man. So we even had Bible studies in our office, you know, uh, for you know years. Um, uh, tried to live virtuously and tried to use the Bible as a good as a good business book. But still, you know, working in that environment is always a little challenging. So it ended up being that most of my faith journey was as a, when when I checked out right in the day, and then you know do stuff with my wife is very active in ministry in the Catholic Church. Uh, with catechist the good shepherd and you know my family my kids all that stuff become you become a catechist to your children mm-hmm. right so um all of that but um so it is it is a challenge uh you you spend so much of your working day um working for uh working for someone else even if you're the owner of the company you're working for your clients you know you're you're being dragged along by um what the work has you do and and trying to incorporate um your relationship with Jesus into those things is a real challenge. And that's actually something that I've been thinking and praying about how my 30 years of experience in the industry and now working in the church and the difference that, that, that I see now, how I could 
be encouraging for people who are still working in industry. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a challenge for sure. How did, um, you know, so it's, it's a pretty big move to go from um, kind of, you know, the private sector into the church, you know, let alone, oh, yeah. you know, let alone to go from the private sector into like a nonprofit, yes. but then into the churches, you know, yes. it's a whole. So how, I mean, how did the Lord get you to this, to that point? <laughs> Why in the world did I make that decision? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, the Lord's pretty, uh, pretty persuasive. So, um, I've known Matt Schlater for many years. As a matter of fact, uh, well, I've, I've known Matt for many years. So uh, when Matt was considering becoming the COO of the diocese with Bishop Brennan, it was kind of the same time Matt and I were, he was developing the understanding of what the diocese needs were. And, um, you know, with a lot of the reorganization that we're doing with the churches and understanding how to build strong parishes, um, you know, we don't really have a church problem per se. We have a real estate problem per mm -hmm. se, right? So, you know, our churches were developed in the 1850s, 1870s. You know, some of those are still in an 1870s demographic model. So all those things, our schools, a lot of them were built in the 60s. So understanding our real estate became evident to Bishop Brennan and to Matt that there was a need for someone with a better understanding of how that works in the civil, you know, civil rules and mm -hmm. how it works in the world with real estate. So that need became apparent. And just my relationship with Matt, you know, he understood what my experience was um, and my heart for the church. And I think he saw that that was a good win. However, <laughs> you know, like you said, leaving, uh, you know, 30 years of a career and the income that it provided for myself and my five kids. And, um, you know, I still have two in college and I'm hoping to have a couple of marriages I get to pay for someday <laughs> and other things, you know. So um, here's a, it's a great story. I went to talk to my wife about this. Matt and I were talking. I said I was interested. And Matt said, well, here's the number, right? There's going to come down to some like, here's the number. And I swallowed hard and I said, okay, let me pray about that, you know? So I went home and talked to my wife about it. And I, she knew that we were talking and I was considering this. I was very happy where I was very happy where I was working. And I told Kathy what, what you know, what we were talking about. And I, and I told her the number and she asked me, how, how can we make that work? And if you think about it, Zechariah, right? When he was told that Elizabeth is, was going to have John the Baptist, his question was, how's that going to work? Right. Yeah. And he gets struck dumb. Mary asked the same question, but with a different heart. And I got, I, Kathy's question to me was Mary's question. What do we have to do to make this work? How is this going to work? Meaning what do we have to do to make that work? Right. I just, I was, that was so beautiful for me. I thought, okay, she's already on board with mm. this. And so there's going to be sacrifices that go with it. And, um, but, um, at that moment, I think, uh, I, my heart was really set. We, that Kathy and I, the second part of my answer to this question is how did I decide to do this? That was the first part, I think, looking again through the rear view mirror mm -hmm. what God was doing with me. Kathy and I had an, a chance to go out, um, out west to do some hiking in, in Colorado. And while we were out there, I was reading, um, uh, I think it's a very, the first scripture of, I think it's in Matthew, the call of, 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 Peter through Andrew, right? Mm -hmm. And P Andrew comes running in to Peter and says, hey, I've met the Lord, right? Well, anyway, they, um, they go to him and say, where are you staying? And he says, come and see, come and see. And I read that and um, I just started weeping and I realized I had to do this. So that was um, um, really how I, now it was, I was praying about it, thinking about it, but when I read that in scripture, I had to come and see, you know, again, through my curiosity, um, God led me, and I, I, I said yes. And the amazing thing is um, that 
at the, after that, all these little things started happening that Jesus might have always been doing this. The Lord might have always been blessing me, but I didn't see it. Now I saw them as consolations saying, you're on the right path. I got your back, right? And all these different things that just have lined up so that these sacrifices I thought I was making, um, they're not sacrifices, mm -hmm. you know, uh, even, you know, it's a financial hit, but, um, it doesn't feel like a sacrifice. Hmm. It's just been such a blessing. And I, you know, if we had a longer podcast, I could explain to you what those consolations were, yeah. but, um, they've been real and significant and meaningful. And, um, I just, uh, I, I just feel very blessed to have the opportunity put before me and that I've got a wife who's on board with this, you know, and, um, it's just been such a blessing in all aspects of our lives. Yeah. You know, we don't, um, obviously, we, you know, we don't believe in sort of like a prosperity gospel where you give and the Lord's going to, you know, automatically bless you. But um, the Lord is, does promise us that, mm. you know, like we just read it in Sirach not long ago, um, you know, when we, when we make sacrifices, when we, you know, do acts of charity to others, the Lord blesses us and he heals us and he, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and it is true that when we're generous to the Lord, great, you know, like he does great things to us, not so much mater material, general, you know, like, it's not like if I sacrifice money to the Lord, he's going to give me more money. Right. It's if I make a sacrifice to the Lord, he's going to bless me in a whole lot of different ways. In ways that are more meaningful. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Way more meaningful. Yeah. So um, as we kind of wrap up, you alluded to it, but what does a real estate guy um, for the diocese do? <laughs> well, so that's a great question, and I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> you know, I'm a year and whatever, five months into this. There was no director, per se, of just real estate uh, before I got here. So, um, so if you think about everything that we do as a church, has, it takes place in a place. And so how do we—and and so we've been blessed with the diocese of having all of these— churches and schools and cemeteries and other facilities in which, you know, the people have come before us to have, have worked so hard to provide for the church and we continue to have that legacy. So how do we take the asset that that property, that land is, how do we take that and leverage it into ministry today and in the future, right? What's the thing that we're going to pass on and how do we, how do we acknowledge what we have? Um, so if we've got a piece of property, can we use it to inspire a ministry that's ongoing? Mm. Do we refurbish it so that it's better able to serve what's happening? Or do we sell it because it was really useful in 1870, but now it's, it could be, we could turn that asset into cash and reinvest it into something that would be relevant in, 20, in 2023. So how do we, you know, really kind of reinvest all of our assets in a way that is purposeful to our ministry? And it's amazing just being the real estate guy, how many different ministries I get exposed to. And the crazy thing is, is how God can take my years in, in the, in the commercial real estate construction world in a way that I never saw coming. And now all, all that stuff that he provided to me and intellectual knowledge. Now I never saw this. He can use all of that knowledge for the good of the church. Mm. That never, it just startles me when I, I'm in a conversation and I'm hearing something, they're saying something, and it's something that I learned 20 years ago or two years ago in, in the industry. It's like perfect solution for this. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Andy, for joining us. Um, and thank you for your sacrifice for the church and 
Um, this has been Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. Until next time, peace and all good.